In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. A blessed and glorious Reformation Sunday to each of you, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Today is a day of deep and abiding joy. Today is a day of feasting and remembrance. Today we give thanks to God for the pure teaching of the gospel, that Jesus Christ was crucified to atone for our sins and was raised from the dead for our justification, and that this priceless treasure was recovered by the Reformation, which Dr. Martin Luther began just over five centuries ago. It's no secret that Luther was an exceptionally brilliant and luminous star in the night sky. And I don't think I'm going too far in saying that this present world may never again see a man quite like him. You see, the real wonder of Luther was not his piercing wit or formidable intellectual prowess, as impressive as these things were. No, Luther's genius was in his singular, unshakable focus on our Lord Jesus and the written word of God. It was to these things that Luther clung with all his heart. It was in these things that Luther found refuge, though his sins, the devil, and all the papacy raged against him. God in Christ Jesus was and is, for Luther, a mighty fortress. And thus it's fitting to sing, as we did just moments ago, what some have termed the battle hymn of the Reformation. What both we and Luther know from the Holy Scriptures is this. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. The Lord of hosts is with us, and the God of Jacob is our fortress. So says Psalm 46, which is our appointed psalm for today. In fact, the hymn, A Mighty Fortress, was the great reformer's poetic treatment of that psalm. You see, we can learn a great deal from Luther on this point alone. When he was in need of courage and strength, Luther would often turn to the Psalter and would seek Christ there. True enough, not every challenge he faced required great exertion on his part. For example, in the battles he fought over the Lord's Supper, Luther said that the devil began by sending him coarse, stupid blockheads who could do nothing but lie and slander. But they were no problem, really. Luther, though, confronted many different problems in his day, as we do in ours. And as he was besieged more and more by powerful, malevolent forces, he simply had to seek refuge in God through his holy word. And how necessary it is for us to follow Luther's lead here. Where, I ask you, can you look and not see the prince of the power of the air and his forces of darkness at work? Where? Helpless children, dismembered in the womb, is called health care. Rainbow-colored fanatics subvert marriage and parade their perversion in our streets. Public schools catechize children with the doctrines of demons 
and parents who dare voice their concern are considered enemies of the state. Many, many other problems, too numerous to list, all plague us. Nightmare has become reality. Boys become girls. And spiritual insanity, just outright wickedness, has become public policy. Perhaps you and I, though, have adjusted a little too well to life in the twilight zone. Perhaps in our weakness, the spiritual insanity all around us has found a place within us. Why else would we neglect God's word and seeking the Lord in prayer? Why else does reading scripture daily seem to be little more than a chore for us? Why do we so often forsake the weapons and armor God has graciously provided us? Every day we face an enemy who does not sleep, who does not tire, who seeks to destroy us in a thousand different ways. Menacing forces are set against us in the world now, ready to strike us down, and on top of it all, we deserve nothing but punishment on account of our sins. Where then shall we go? To whom shall we turn? Turn with Luther to the Lord. Let God alone be your refuge and strength. A mighty fortress is he, a very present help in trouble. The psalmist says, therefore we will not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though devils all the world should fill, we tremble not. We fear no ill. They shall not overpower us. For us fights the valiant one, the Lord Jesus Christ. He engaged the devil and his hordes and has triumphed in the contest. Behold, the one who by the cross crushed the head of that ancient serpent. Our conquering Lord used the devil's own weapon to destroy him. Our Lord now holds the field forever, for Christ has trampled down death by his death. From the cross, there flows a river whose streams make glad the city of God. And that river is the water and blood that streamed forth in abundance from our Lord's pierced side. Water to drown daily the old Adam within us and make us new. Blood to fill the cup of forgiveness we receive this day, since Christ has atoned for all our sins. There is indeed, as the psalmist says, a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when the morning dawns. And he's done just that. The light of dawn pierced the darkness of Christ's tomb, and the light of the world came forth. Christ was raised for our justification, and justified we are. In Christ, you are justified before the Father. This is the very truth of the gospel. It wasn't invented by Luther or one of his associates. 
You see, we're not Lutherans because we worship Luther or some such nonsense. In fact, it's ironic we bear that name because Luther himself didn't want that. Listen to what he says here. And I should warn you, Luther often has, shall we say, a vivid way of expressing himself. He was not afraid to say exactly what he thought. Here's what he says. I ask that men make no reference to my name and call themselves not Lutherans, but Christians. What is Luther? After all, the doctrine is not mine, nor have I been crucified for anyone. St. Paul in 1 Corinthians 3 would not allow Christians to call themselves Pauline or Petrine, but Christian. How then should I, a poor, evil-smelling maggot sack, have men give to the children of Christ my worthless name? Not so, dear friends. Let us cast out party names and be called Christians after him whose doctrine we have. I neither am nor want to be any man's master. Christ alone is our master. He teaches me and all believers one and the same doctrine. End quote. Well, there you have it from the reformer himself. Let us be Christians. Let us stand together as one, united in the true faith, united in none other than our crucified and risen Lord. He remains immovable, steadfast and certain from age to age. The devil, by contrast, is not. He must continually alter his tactics and dream up new ways of bringing us misery. And what a miserable fool he is, doomed to be cast into the eternal fire. Let him scowl fierce as he will. Though he tempts us and accuses us day and night, he cannot harm us. For Christ is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. He is our righteousness now and always, and we need not fear. In Jesus, the Lord of hosts is with us and has become for us a mighty fortress. To Christ be all the glory forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>